0: Loyalty is not about knowing who people are, it's about how companies can provide value to whoever their constituents are. And the
1: level of loyalty is directly correlated to the amount of value that's provided. Welcome to the Future of Consumer and Retail podcast by SAP. In this episode, we are offering key takeaways and themes from the 2022 Analytics Unite Summit in Chicago. I'm Evan Bowler here with my colleagues, all of us part of SAP's Consumer Industry Advisory Practice. So, Reshma, Todd, and John, we had a great event and it was great to spend some in-person time with you all. Could you please introduce yourselves for the benefit of our listeners? Reshma, over to you.
2: Thanks, Ivan. My name is Reshmai Imamuddin. I'm part of SAP for past five years in various roles, currently Global Solution Manager for Consumer Products Industry Business Unit, focusing on business technology platform solutions. I have 10 plus years of consulting experience with some of our major customers.
0: This is Todd Hassel. I'm a technologist at heart. I've been with SAP for just over seven years as part of our value advisory organization. And prior to that, I had 24 years of consulting in retail and fashion with a heavy focus on merchandising, analytics, and pricing.
3: Hey, Evan, thanks. My name is John Buckley, and it's great to be back to the podcast series that we've had. I am a SAP's consumer products industry advisor. My responsibilities include visiting with customers about what's happening in their business. Most of my experience does come from consumer products. Over 30 years, working largely in supply chain,
1: so looking forward to this discussion. Awesome. Looking forward to it as well. And thank you all for those great introductions. We had a very diverse event this year, everything from technology to process, people. What were the main themes that you guys took away from the Analytics Unite event this year? Reshma, we'll start with you.
2: Sure. So the official theme of Analytics Unite 2022 was accelerating growth, talent, and innovation. Even though all these three topics was equally discussed, I think the talent and innovation stood out, starting with how organizations can accelerate innovation, various steps like executive buy-in, the working model, the teams, a lot of good discussions regarding these topics. I want to pinpoint one of the poll questions that was asked during the conference. What is the biggest roadblock to innovation in your companies? And 57% of CPGs and retailers said that number one roadblock to their innovation was leadership buy-in. The next was the hub and spoke working model. So it's like having a COE data scientist team in your organization and then dropping in data scientist marines into your different business teams so that you can seamlessly work together with your business counterparts. And of course, the importance of quick feedback and reaction loop within teams. lot of discussions around these. And one major discussion was regarding three teams that needs to work hand in hand. One is the business team, who is the key enabler of this technology transformation. The second is the tech team, which delivers the flexibility with the tools. And the third is the data scientist team, who consumes most of the data created by the tech teams, but also automates processes and The synergy between these three teams was super important for your tech transformations.
0: Reshma, I totally agree with you. And one of the things that surprised me was how it was not just about the technology. I thought that Nicole Nelson, formerly at Best Buy, did a great job setting the tone. One of the things she said that stuck with me was that in analytics, we should really think about asking better questions to get better answers. Another thing that really stuck with me at the conference was something that David Dittman from P&G said, that the value of the data is very much dependent upon what you do with it. And I think that was a theme that really went through the conference, that analytics for their own sake don't really bring a whole lot of value. It's really what actions can you take to drive value. And that really, I think, is how everyone should think about the value of data analytics. It's really about driving the actions. Lastly, one of the things that I thought was, was really important, and several people brought this up, was that trust is absolutely critical in the analytics space. It's important for getting people to understand what the data is telling you and be able to tell a great story. But it's also really important to build trust both within your team and across the business so that you can create evangelists who will support you throughout the company and support the value that you bring.
3: Todd, you, you said something about Nicole making that statement, ask better questions to get better answers. And adding on top of that, she was saying, how do we use data to get those better answers? The term big data has been around for many, many years. You know, I remember using it five, 10 years ago and it said, okay, big data is around and what do we do with it? I think we threw some things back and forth, but I think what's happened right now is that with the pandemic and with business changing and the consumers changing, data has really taken on a different look and feel and use within both the retail and the consumer products, goods, industries. And I think how they use that data is what this conference was about. People were sharing things, not only in the panel sessions and even in the cocktail receptions, you could see people talking about how do you use data? What's your roadmap? How do you see things are going down there? So I think that was one of the big things. And the second one to agree with the, the points you guys mentioned before, too, was that on staffing and recruiting. Although we know data has been around for a while, having data scientists or having people that can actually do the analysis of the data to drive those better answers is a weakness in both retail and consumer products. And so there was a lot of time spent with how do you either train people within your own company or can you look even outside the industry to go find those data experts and bring them into your company to expand your capabilities in that area.
1: Great point, John, and thank you all for your excellent points. I think that analytics can be a very complex topic. I think this event did a really great job of boiling down the practical applications of analytics and the high value process areas where a lot of CPG and retail businesses are applying analytics to their organizations to win in a digital world, particularly when a lot of these brands are trying to digitize their businesses very quickly and understand what analytics means to them as an organization. So also wanted to look at new strategies and tactics. Anything that you guys found particularly impactful? For me, what was interesting was
0: there were some very technical things, but also some great things about strategies and tactics that related to building the team and growing a team. One of the first things was the idea to change the mentality that executives often have, and that's really to treat and define data science as a strategic function rather than a support activity. To accomplish that, you often have to change what you do. And given the extreme challenges that everyone talked about from recruiting and retaining great data scientists and data analysts, one of the techniques that I thought was really insightful was the idea of leveraging the broader data science network and making inroads and recruiting people who might not necessarily be part of your formal team, but who have an interest or aptitude for data analytics and insights. One of the morning keynote speakers, Maria Makhir-Lares from Mondelez, had some great advice as well. She talked about driving trust, both internal to the team and with business partners, by being brutally honest. So not waiting until the very end to disappoint folks in the business with information. Share the key insights and failures early, quickly, and honestly so that you can move past that. And lastly, uh, I thought it was very interesting, something that several people talked about was being able to use machine learning to identify unanticipated drivers, because we don't know what we don't know. And by leveraging machine learning, it's a way to take the bias out of the analysis. Reshma, what are your thoughts?
2: Great points, Todd. I would like to add a couple of points regarding the workforce discussion. So one of the main topics that came up repeatedly was the importance of the right talent around the data science. So how to recruit, retain, and renew not just any talent, but the right talent. Again, Nicole Nelson, SVP from Best Buy, quoting her, If data is the new oil, then you are the nervous system. She did an online poll regarding the data science job vacancies. And 45% of CPGs and retailers said they had double-digit data science job vacancies, which clearly shows that there is a real lack of talent. And one strategy she used to overcome this challenge really excited me. They deep-dived into their own talent database within Best Buy, who has a data science degree. And they informed them regarding a new data science team that they're forming opened up internship positions, and even upskilled some of their employees with skills that are lacking in the market. And she also emphasized the importance of building a team with diverse skills at the right time, instead of seeking for employees or new recruits with all the skills.
1: Could not agree anymore, Reshma. I think that we heard from a lot of great executives from different brands and retail and CPG. And talent was definitely a major focus at this conference, particularly finding and retaining great analytical talent. So any other sessions that are worth sharing more detail around? John, I would like to throw this question over to you. You co-hosted one of the most popular sessions at the event with two great customers. Would love to hear your thoughts around how that session went.
3: Thanks for the kind words that you gave to me right there. I do think it was a great session, but the reason that made it such a great session, it was the panel that we had up there that I was able to ask some questions to. And that panel was Russ Johnson from Old World Industries and Mustafa Mustafa from Ferrara Candy Company. These two individuals certainly are leaders in the space of data analytics and provided a great perspective. And some of the things that they mentioned that I think were worth sharing is that we had two organizations up there that were at different points of their data maturity usage. Ferrara Canada Company had been going down a journey that's been going on for about eight years, whereas Russ Johnson, who's new to old world industries, is starting from new and looking at more internal data. But I found it intriguing of how they were working with their business partners, even though both of them were in the IT arena. They were working with their business partners and collaborating with them to make sure that they delivered what the business was asking for and that they aligned around the priorities that they were doing and mostly around the KPIs that they were using to measure the business and the performance that was going on. And that measurement of the KPIs was done all the way from the executives at the top where they could then drill into the KPIs and get down to some of those metrics that were running the business and determine where you could pull the levers and what you could do to help influence the KPIs coming out. Both of them had a roadmap plan on where they wanted to go, which they shared with the team. And it was very, very informative for everybody. So thoroughly enjoyed having that discussion. Again, I want to give just props to both Russ and Mustafa for their insights that they provided to the analytics community.
0: John, I really have to agree with you. Your session was spectacular. And I think one of the best indicators was it was standing room only. As I looked around the room, people were taking notes all of the time. And one of my favorite takeaways that Russ shared was not about just their initiatives in the project, but advice that he gave to all of the other attendees. His call to action to all of them was to go through and find your conference twin as a way of developing your network. And I think in addition to the great insights and feedback that they gave on how to approach data and analytics, he took the time to stress the importance of building personal networks to help everyone with their personal growth and their future careers. One of the other sessions I found really interesting was the panel discussion on innovative loyalty, identify the data that creates obsessed consumers. And that panel was Cameron Davies from Yum Brands, David Ditman from Procter and Gamble, Darren Samaha from YesWay, and Deb Hanna from the Shoe Carnival. And there was a lot of phenomenal discussion there, but the one takeaway that I had was how the panel defined loyalty as a value exchange and that could be applied to both internal customers as well as in consumers it's probably some advice that we could all take to heart that loyalty is not about knowing who people are. It's about how companies can provide value to whoever their constituents are. And the level of loyalty is directly correlated to the amount of value that's provided. Reshma, what are your thoughts?
2: Totally agree with both of you. So I want to touch upon a topic which Russ Johnson from Old World Industries said that when he came to his new role with Old World Industries, everyone thought SAP was a huge problem. And he turned the tables around and then his CEO later mentioned Guys, SAP is not the problem here. We need to learn how to use it more efficiently. And this importance of change management, how to teach your people how to use the technology efficiently, came up in the conference multiple times. I would also want to allude to the same session which Todd mentioned the innovative loyalty, where David from PNG talked about the PPT format. So, that is the People Process Technology Framework. And it is considered like a three-legged stool where people do the work, process make it more efficient, and technology helps automate the process so that ultimately the business can achieve more organizational efficiency. So the importance of change management was discussed throughout, and analytics as a whole is a new paradigm shift for these organizations because it changes how people do everyday work. It is a shift from a reactive organization to a more proactive one. So if technology changes how you do your daily work, then the people and process have to adapt to these new tools. So if people don't know how to use their technology effectively or the organization does not have the strong business processes in place, then the organization will not create value from its investment in technology. What do you think, Buckley?
3: No, the one thing that I mentioned out of that session that you were talking about It was interesting to hear them talk about some of the data that's sitting out there. And specifically what I'm talking about is that point of sale data that is used for both CPG companies as well as for retailers, but they're still kind of a... Let's just call it nicely a debate on who owns that data or who owns that information. The retailer does not want to let that information go because they feel that they may lose some strength with that consumer. They feel that they own the consumer. They're coming into their establishment and buying product at their establishment, and the retailer should own that. Or likewise, you heard the other side of the story from the Consumer Products Good Company who said, well, they're coming in and they're trying to buy our product. And so we own the consumer because it's what they're putting in the shopping carts. You're providing the experience. So even though we say that there's some data that is out there, I think we still have a long way to go between the retailer and the CPG environment as far as how do we use that data effectively and make sure that each person is getting what they need to out of that data. So
1: we've come a long ways, but I still think we have a ways to go. Yeah, John, couldn't agree more. I also saw that theme of who owns the customer in the POS world. And I think that's one of the major themes of this analytics unite conference is bringing together the retail and CPG industries because they do share common customers, right? And they do share a lot of common data. It was refreshing to hear a new stance taken amongst these two industries of co-opetition where they need to share this data and get better insights about their shared customers to better serve them.
3: Very well said, Evan, and, and you know, you and I kind of even joked about it at the conference, you having responsibility in the retail industry and myself having responsibility in the consumer products industry, how the two of us even need to work closer together to help our customers that we service, make sure that they understand how they can both help each other and make it truly a
1: win-win, which is what ultimately we all want. Absolutely. I think it's going to be the new frontier of really approaching the data and analytics around their customers together given that this was an in-person event, which was very refreshing after the last several years. There were also a lot of great opportunities for networking and one-on-one conversation. So wanted to hear from each of you. Did you have any impactful conversations and what were some great insights that you took from those? Todd, I'm going to kick this question over to you because I know that you hosted a great networking session over lunch and had some great conversations going. So would love to hear from you.
0: Thanks so much. It was a very interesting conversation that we had over lunch and we started out with a focus on driving stakeholder involvement and engagement. And I think one of the interesting lessons is we always need to be able to react quickly and call an audible because that wasn't really the key area of interest. Very quickly, the topic shifted around dealing with competing priorities from various business units. And one of the key challenges that we heard from several different companies was that dealing with last minute opportunities was challenging. When budgets are planned a year in advance and the folks who are driving analytic solutions and projects often don't have the budget to respond to last minute needs. And so through our discussion, one of the things that we came up with as an idea, as a lot of folks are heading into planning time right now, was to try to get all of the various business stakeholders to put a little bit of money towards the analytics team, create a pool for inspired opportunities so that as important or hot topics or projects came up that needed to be handled in a rather quick turnaround, There was a pool of budgeted money that wasn't necessarily allocated to any one business unit, but that the team could pull from to go through and react quickly without having to go through ad hoc budget requests that I know are everyone's favorite activity in dealing with finance to try and fund projects.
2: Couldn't agree more, Todd. I was also part of the table topic discussion and most of the discussions were around how to get that executive buy-in or get that budget for your next analytic innovative project. And another interesting conversation I had was with Cecilia Jones, who's head of data science from the Moet and Hennessy group. And she spoke about the data challenges, making data fluid for everyone. And it focuses on creating more accurate, accessible and actionable data. Some of the steps that they have taken to create more data fluid are utilizing data governance technologies, they have standardized to drastically improve their process and also automate some of the capabilities. They also wanted to increase the velocity and flexibility of data use, and they have done that through closed-loop integration so that they can bring data from multiple departments within their organization to implement the holistic data-driven strategy. So the term data fluidity, I think that is a very clever way of thinking about data and utilizing it.
3: You know, Reshma, that's great thoughts on that. And, and Todd, it was super insights. And, and to get back to what we had just mentioned earlier about the point-of-sale information, I was visiting with a consumer products company based out of Wisconsin, and I was asking them how point-of-sale information was being used within their company, and were they working well with the retailer? And they agreed that there still was some opportunity to improve those relationships, that they were getting some of the data in through third-party resources and they were using it and they're trying to figure out ways that they could use it to help drive better customer fulfillment at the retailer store and making sure that the right product was in the right place at the right time. But they were also mentioning that in order to make those analyses, you need a lot of data and that they weren't getting most of their data. They still had a gap in getting it. So I think that was a challenge. And I think that's something that we need to continue to investigate as an industry of how that information and how that data can be provided to them. But in relationship to that, an interesting point was one of our keynote speakers made a reference that CPG companies have three to one more resources, meaning people. Than retailers. Here we are at this conference talking about lack of data scientists within both the retail and the consumer product good industries, that if the CPG industry does have more resources, maybe that's the value that we could provide back to the retailers. We need to think creatively how we can partner together with our retailers or how the retailers can partner with the consumer products
1: companies in order to deliver, as we mentioned before, that win-win solution. Awesome. Thanks, John. And it sounds like we had an extremely impactful and relevant analytics unite. Before we close out this episode, I want to hear from each of you. What was the major theme or insight that you're going to take away from this event for the benefit of our listeners? And John, I'm going to throw this back over to you. This conference was very well attended by
3: very senior people in the organization. The biggest takeaway that I had is that companies are still growing and still learning in this area. We don't have all of the answers yet. We certainly do not have all of the analytics identified and how we're going to use them, that we are learning and that we need to continue to try things and fail fast and then move on to something else so that we can gain better insights with the data that we have. And then get back to the very first thing that we started with in the first keynote is we need to use data to ensure that we ask better questions and that the data will give us better answers in the end. So. That's what I'm going to take away from the conference. Rashma. what about your thoughts?
2: I echo all that you said. The one thing that hit me when I was at the conference was at the CPG world, I always hear about how hyper-personalization is a key in differentiating your brand. But then Josh from Kimberly-Clark mentioned capturing moments of truth, identifying the two to three key moments, but he cautioned about hyper-personalization. Hyper-personalization should not dilute what your brand stands for, and CGs need to have an upfront strategy what your brand stands for, and make sure the brand value and the brand image is intact, even with hyper-personalization. How about you, Todd?
0: As I look back at the two days that we spent at Analytics Unite, I think the main theme for me that resonated across so many different areas was trust. Right. In one of the panel discussions, there's a lot of conversation around who has the customer permiss with? Who owns the customer? And I think as an action for everybody who are listening to this, I would suggest you should ask yourself, how does your company manage that permission? Right. How do you ensure that you are building that trust so that customers don't feel that you break the trust? Right. Let them control their data. Let them own the relationship with you, because that's really the key thing. It's not who owns the relationship with the customer, it's really how does the customer own his or her relationship with you, whether you're a retailer, whether you're a CPG company. How are you creating that trusted relationship? How are you letting them manage it, opt in, opt out? And how do you continue to provide value to that customer? Because it's only if you continually provide value that they'll let you maintain that
1: relationship. Agreed. And thank you all. Very powerful way to end a great podcast and a great way to cap off an amazing event. With that, that concludes our episode. So I would like to thank all of our listeners for spending the time with us to hear from all of our great experts and the insights that they took away from Analytics Unite 2022. Reshma, Todd, and John, thanks so much for being on the episode and sharing your insights with the podcast. Thanks, Evan.
2: Thank you, Evan, for being such a wonderful host and taking us to Hugo's and buying us such good seafood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Evan, Todd and Reshmitz. It's been a pleasure to do this podcast with you. To recap this episode, we heard from industry experts summarizing the key themes of the 2022 Analytics Unite Summit held in Chicago. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform to continue getting the latest insights across consumer industries. If you're listening and want to take the conversation deeper, please connect with us on LinkedIn. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to sharing with you again soon. Bye now.